Hi everyone, welcome to Stories of S's, where we will be talking about stories of women in history and in fiction, goddesses, enchantresses, empresses, all the fearless S's that have made history, fiction, and life such a great place to be in. I'm Gabby, I'm your main host, and this is... Daniel, what's up? Thank you for coming in. We're so excited to go in our second episode. Um, if you guys are ready to go, we're ready to go. I'm ready. You're ready? All right. So, this week's resources are ancientorigins.net, vanderbilt.edu, houseofgoodfortune.org, britannica.com, metmuseum.org, crfashionbook.com, and a beautiful paper by Beverly Tan at NYU. Okay, Danny. What do you know about the story of Medusa? Well, I know a little bit at least. So, I know she has snakes as hairs and that like if you look at her or she looks at you on like your vision looking crossed, at each other yeah you're looking <laughs> at each other basically um you will turn to stone so that's basically all i know about her good that's actually quite a lot so i'm going to start from the very beginning with you and tell you all the things that you may not know about medusa ready okay Let's begin. Phorcys, the ancient sea god of the hidden dangers of the deep, and Keto, the goddess of the largest of sea creatures, had three daughters, the Gorgons. Their names were Stheno, Eurali, and Medusa, and Medusa was the only mortal of the three Gorgon sisters. Mm -hmm. So, it's Greek? It's Greek. And... Do you know, like, when their story originated? Like, what year, approximately, or which century? Ancient Greece. Ancient. <laughs> that means, like... That means a long time ago. Long time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We learn a lot more about Medusa and who she is in Metamorphoses by Ovid. In this telling of Medusa, we get another view than Hesoid's story about Medusa and Perseus. If you can imagine it, Medusa was beautiful before her curse. So beautiful that she caught Poseidon's eye, the god of the sea, and he became obsessed with her. So if you don't know, there are three big gods in um, ancient Greek mythology. It's And they're three brothers. It's Hades, Poseidon, and Zeus. And they are like the three kings of the gods. So Zeus is like top guy. Then um, Poseidon is like king of the gods for like the sea and Hades, obviously, for the underworld. So their hierarchy is like literally on which area they are supposed to be king of. Like Zeus, sky, Poseidon, water, and Hades is like mm -hmm. the lowest in that tier and he's taking care of the underworld. The underworld, exactly. Mm. So... Poseidon is like a big guy. Like, he's very important. CEO of gods. CEO. He's the COO. Because Hades is the CFO. If you know, you know. Um, so beautiful, Medusa, that he became obsessed with her. This led to him taking advantage of Medusa and assaulted her in Athena's temple. Which, if you didn't know, Athena is one of the virginal goddesses. Um, so this was a huge insult, meaning that there are goddesses that 
take vows of celibacy where they're like, I'm going to be a virgin forever. And that's why we have like the Parthenon, which means like the virgin temple. Um, however, Medusa was one was the one that got cursed. Athena took her anger out on her and transformed Medusa to the monster we know about now. This transformation from maiden to monster included sharp teeth, a beard, and her infamous snakes instead of hair. A few Greek years later, Perseus was born to a woman and Zeus. Very on brand for the Greek myths. Zeus was always having babies with women in Greece. Perseus, later in his life, was given an impossible task by Polydectes, the king of Seraphis. He was hoping that by giving Perseus these impossible tasks, he could end up with his mother. So the king wanted to end up with Perseus's mom because he wanted Perseus, you know, gone out of the picture. Well, they don't know the stories going on there. Yeah, this is a very Greek story. Throughout these tasks, the gods rallied and gave Perseus gifts that he could use and borrow to complete the impossible. Now, since Medusa was cursed, her curse also included that whoever looked at her would turn into stone, like you said. Perseus waited until Medusa fell asleep and then decapitated her. And out of Medusa's beheading, the Pegasus and the Creosaur were born. So the Pegasus is a winged horse, and the Creosaur is like a type of soldier hero he's he has like gold and armor and so it's like the children that was born out of medusa and poseidon i think that's fairly interesting right like she got cursed but basically both of her children are kind of like a symbol for i don't know like hero type stuff mm -hmm. so yeah that's interesting very interesting also one question like if you look at her and you turn into stone why give her a beard anyway? It's like, turn into something like, <gasps> she has a beard. <laughs> Gives you like that weird face expression, like when yeah. you turn into stone. Maybe like, that's <laughs> like why everyone is like so shocked when they see her. They're like, oh my God. It's, it's not like, <gasps> I'm turning into stone. <gasps> she has a beard. She has a beard. <laughs> like it took you so long. Like you were looking at the snakes of hair and then you're like, oh my God. And then you're like, finally, as you're turning into stone, look at her and you're like, <gasps> And she has a beard? <laughs> she wants to charge me like 25 bucks for like a handcrafted burger. <laughs> okay. Let's keep going. Um, Perseus barely made it out since Medusa's sisters came in as he like finished killing her and her children came out of her neck. Um, they were... Her sisters were so heartbroken by the murder that the sounds of their mourning reached Athena, and those sounds, per the myth, inspired Athena to make the flute. But Medusa's murder was not the end of her story. Her head had power. Her head was used by Perseus against Polydictes, the king who gave him the original impossible task, and turned him and his followers into stone to save his mom. So he took the head with him and then basically defeated all the guys that gave him the task of yeah, basically killing Medusa. Yeah, basically he was like, turn to stone, turn to stone, turn to stone. You are I not hooking you up guys with my to mom. Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> um, Medusa's head was also used 
again later in Perseus' story to get to save Andromeda, a king, a princess from a sea monster. But most importantly, Athena took Medusa's head and added her head to Zeus's aegis. Aegis is another word for shield. The infamous shield that she holds and we know as the Gorgonian. Athena then also collected Medusa's remaining blood and split the blood of her left side to take people's lives and then the blood of her right side to raise people from the dead. I got like two things. Like, how is it that Athena, who cursed her, ends up benefiting from the curse that she gave to Medusa? That's crazy. She has the head mm -hmm. and the blood. And the blood. That's, yeah. that's wild. And like, how do you split like the blood of the left side of the body and the right side of the body? Someone gotta explain that get, to like, me. You put like two bowls on the bottom, <laughs> and like the left side is on the left bowl, uh, and then the right side is on the right. Like bowl. a little hole, like, drill a little hole in the. <laughs> <laughs> let it drip off. Yeah, they're like, all right, that's how we do it. That's how the Greeks did it. So the Gorgonian, we see it all the time. It's been on coins, paintings, in fashion, and the de it's the depiction of Medusa's head. Did you know that the Gorgonian is typically worn as a protective pendant? It is a symbol of protection and now is a feminist symbol and a fashion house symbol for the Versace fashion house. Including the beard or excluding it? Excluding the beard. The Medusa that we know is that we can think of like especially like the Gianni Versace like the one that he picked and drew is a more of the Hellenistic rendition which is about like you're gonna ask 200 BC to like 31 BC so it's like way before Christmas was invented <laughs> true and it's so interesting that like the story kept on like sticking to the society for so long that it still ends up being present today yeah it's such a crazy story because we think of it as like oh it's perseus's story like he did this and he got on this adventure but my goal like specifically of the podcast is to show that like it's not perseus's story it's medusa's story and he just happened to benefit from it but she's not a plot device she's a main character so reading about medusa and her power even in her curse made me think about the artwork that we see her in and when i was looking up why gianni versace decided to pick medusa as his muse i read this from the metropolitan museum of art they write alterity is at the foundation of medusa's force which was alive and present in the minds and memories of ancient viewers. Her very presence is foreign, dangerous, and potent, as are her specific characteristics. In the Odyssey, her head was kept in Hades to drive the living from the world of the dead. The Perseus myth provides us with a phenomenon that her face and gaze could turn men into stone. Pindar preserves the tale that the Gorgon's, the Gorgon's cries were awesome and awful. Perseus and Athena were required to control such threatening forces and harness their power. This harness was taken upon was taken up by ancient Greek artists who represented the Gorgon across all periods in all media. Medusa is a deadly and cryptic other, 
but she is also ubiquitous with an undeniable energy that inspired artists to repeat her semblance and story in diverse ways across literature, lore, and art through ancient Greece, Rome, and beyond. And the idea of Medusa on armor and shields for the Greeks supported even more the idea that the presence of Medusa itself was one of power and production against all enemies. But even more interestingly, Medusa depicts depictions st starting very early on were rare in that she always faced forward. She always looks forward, looking into you as you look into her. Which is crazy because, you know, we're talking about like all this power that she has and how is it depicted. A lot of artists depict Medusa facing forward just because of the power that is her story and how like just her gaze is powerful. Right. I think that's like all part of her history, right? Like when it came to me, oh, you look at the stone. So you've got to keep that feature, I guess, because it's like very important. Yeah. It's like her main characteristic. Yeah. And also because back then, like in the paintings, um, especially like, I mean, Hellenistic period and backwards and backwards and backwards like the Greek paintings were typically like a still shot like a scene is happening and then they like capture the scene and then they just paint it but Medusa she's not doing anything other than looking at the viewer the only one where she isn't is when we see the depiction of Perseus killing her and the Pegasus and the Chrysor are like leaving her body. That's the only time where we only see like the decapitation and she's not facing to the viewer. But that's also because she was asleep, right? Yeah, she was asleep. Let's keep going. Um, this depiction of her looking straight ahead again, a rare depiction, opens the questions to why. And why is that the depiction of a maiden, a mortal gorgon who was essayed and murdered and whose head has so much power, even in her death, become one of the most prolific symbols for women's rights? Beverly Tan wrote a paper that dives into that. She talks about the stories and the retelling and rewriting of stories like that of Medusa that talk about so much more than a male hero and a plot device but about the women that, in this case, lose their lives to the story. In the very beginning of the paper, it says, Medusa was the emblem of female power back in ancient Greece and a symbol of both protection and aggression, which is why, like, soldiers would draw Medusa and, like, have it, like, on their chest, on their shields, like, they're protecting themselves with the Medusa. Yeah, I think it's like a combination of aggression and defense Protection. at the same at the same time, right? Mm -hmm. Because like you have it on you and it's protecting you if someone's like looking at you, but on the other side it's also protecting you while you are like Yeah, I mean advancing. like on the defense it's going to yeah. protect you like cuz it's on your plate, but on the offense it'll like stone yeah, scared him off. Yeah, I, I mix it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what I, I mean. see what you mean. Um, and honestly, I think you know Medusa still is that 
symbol of protection and aggression. And then um, Beverly Tan continues writing um, this lovely sentence that she quotes Metamorphosis first, and she says, So that it might not go unpunished, she, Athena, changed the Gorgon's hair to foul snakes. And then Beverly Tan writes the following, The reason for the transformation was punishment. Punishment for whom? To give someone the power to terrify her enemies and numb them with fear is a gift. To iconicize others by branding them as part of your own brand is an honor. Because even the Greeks knew whoever was turned into stone was the, only, was the one who could be truly punished. I mean, she lived on an island peacefully and happily with her sisters after her curse until Perseus showed up. And even then, the only way to take her power was when she was sleeping. And that's cheating. That's cheating! Pretty much, yeah. I mean, like, basically says, like, he can't, like, deal with her power. Like, it had to be done, like, while she was asleep. Yeah, when she was, like, in her most vulnerable form. Then he could take her power. Because if she was awake, he wouldn't be able to. I want to read one more quote from this paper that really struck me. In quoting Bauer's opinion on Sartre's poem about Medusa and Aphrodite, um, so it's like Medusa plus Aphrodite, what does this mean? Right, like the two iconic women of the Greeks. Like we think of Aphrodite, the birth of Aphrodite, and she's like coming out of like the seashell and the ocean. And then we think of Medusa. Like you, you know exactly who they're representing as soon as you see it. She says, first, she reminds us of Medusa, the beautiful young girl who was raped. Second, she reunites Medusa's extraordinary power with Aphrodite's freshness and beauty. Third, and most importantly, she succeeds in radically revising a symbol of justification for female oppression, the fearsome seductress into a female-identified, female-empowering figure. She further continues with, Medusa is the passionate symbol for the woman poet's liberated self which allows women to own themselves and repossess part of themselves that were once saved for at the mercy of a society of men. Unlike the male poets who desire to control Gawk and kill Medusa within their poetry and their battle with their ambivalent feeling towards her, Medusa, however, in the hands of female poets is and has been a journey heavily focused on emotional healing, empowerment, and transformation. So, what does that all mean for us today? For us now, and living in the times we live in today, why is Medusa still a protector and aggressor for women today? I think it's because Medusa shows that not even a god can take her power. Not Poseidon, not Athena, not a hero like Perseus, not even her own death. She reclaimed every part of her, her story, her strength, her curse, herself. I think that the story of Medusa, no matter how we see it, will always be one of power, and for those who feel like they don't have it, they can find a symbol of protection that their power will always come back in Medusa, just like Medusa. And that is the story of Medusa. Very nice. I think it's really interesting that like she's been sticking through history for that long that she's still present today in like so many things like when it comes to designs 
defense, like whatever it is. Yeah. Pretty impressive. And I think like what really rings true for me, especially like in the last quote that I read, where she talks about like the difference of who Medusa is in the view of men and who Medusa is in the view of women. Like when men typically have written about Medusa, they talk about her with a lack of empathy, with a lack of respect, with a lack of care, and they're just this monster that they need to kill and control and have a hero come and save everyone else. But the female writer is able to see and say, okay, she was assaulted, she was cursed, when it wasn't her fault and in the paper she also talks about Beverly Tan talks about how like there are many different stories that say that in that that account that when Athena um cursed Medusa she was actually there when everything was going down between Poseidon and Medusa and she looked away so there's that and then you have like okay so she was assaulted she was cursed and it wasn't her fault like she was victim blamed and then she's like you know what f this i'm gonna go away and she goes and she lives with her sisters at the edge of the ocean like at the end of the world on an island peacefully not bothering anyone and then someone comes and kills her yeah I like mean, why not that fair she was just not like, fair at all. doing her thing she was doing her thing. And that's like, I think that a lot of people just want that glory and they don't think through. They don't think through their actions. I think the way women see it, especially like women writers and authors and artists, they're like, Medusa was a woman who got falsely accused, who got attacked, who then got like killed and they tried to take her power every step of the way but her power was hers no matter how they had it how they tried to take it from her she yeah she still had it like at the very end even though she was dead like yeah the head still had the power so the head still had her powers like it was all her the whole time and i think you know when you are talking about someone who there's like this potential danger out there it's like okay but you're the actual danger like nobody said that about poseidon even though he was the actual danger yeah i think it's just like telling us like no one can take your power though so even if you think someone took it like you still got it like keep going yeah keep going I think Medusa is the reason why so many girls, so many women who have survived such horrible things that they should never have to have gone through in the first place is like, you didn't deserve this to get done to you. And know that there's this like symbol of hope that Medusa is like, protector and aggressor um some something people just need to hold on to and i think that's really beautiful i agree 
that's why you need to buy me more Versace stuff. You guys. <laughs> okay. Do you have any more thoughts on Medusa? No, that's all. Okay. Do you remember where we've seen Medusa or a Gorgon on TV or in movies? No, not really. I mean, there's kind of a like League of Legends character, which is like Cassiopeia, but it's different. Like, she is a snake, but she has like the stare of Medusa, basically. Mm -hmm. like, let me see, just for like a couple of seconds, though. Nice. We also were at the bookstore the other day, and there was like a book that's called The S Medusa Sisters or The Sisters of Medusa. Um, we've seen it in Wednesday. The Gorgons, the kids with like the snakes in their hair, the guy who um, is dating Wednesday's friend or is like the crush, he like is taking a shower and then he like looks in the mirror and then he like freezes. Oh yeah, I remember that scene. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Clash of the Titans, which you have not seen. Maybe I've seen it, but I, I can't remember though, like what the name was. So, uh, For those of you who may know and lived in the u.s unlike danny <laughs> uh there was a depiction of the medusa and the gorgon sisters um in american dragon old school disney channel and uma thurman and percy jackson she was medusa hot <laughs> she's always so pretty yeah and that's it okay that's all for today. Thank you guys for turning in. It was a lot of fun and we hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to follow us, like whatever you see. We are on all channels and we really appreciate your support. Thank you guys so much. Thank you guys. Tschüss. Bye. <laughs>